0: Let's get it. Welcome to Grizz Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. The Grizzlies have four games officially in the books. We're sitting here at three and one. We're going to recap all four games for you. We also have a game tonight on Thursday against the Sacramento Kings. We're going to give you a slight preview into that game as well. But first, we got to talk about the head of the snake, Coop. John Morant right now is leading the entire NBA and scoring at 35 points per game. You and I talked all offseason with Jaren out. The points had to come from somewhere. We both predicted around 30 points per game, but 35 through four games. Although it's a small sample size, he's been probably the best player in the league, and just rhetorically, is it his MVP to lose, bro?
1: Yeah, right now. Uh, Especially right now. I mean, he's he's shooting 56, uh, 60, and 86 from the field right now. I mean, he's is not just points in the paint for Jaw right now. It's everything. Uh, he's shooting like 11 free throws a game right now. Uh, he's shooting about five threes a game, and he's shooting 60% from three. So we're getting everything we could have asked for out of Jaw right now.
0: Yes, absolutely. His shooting it has been absolutely phenomenal. You know, obviously there's going to be some regression to the mean there. You're not going to be able to shoot 50, 60% from the three-point line. But just starting off like that through four games, having the stretch – Uh, I really can't wait. If he has that shot consistently, you know, can bump it up towards 40 percent, 37, 38, 39. uh, Watch the hell out even more than now. It it may be 40 piece a game. So, yeah, John Moran's been absolutely magnificent. Let's start with this Nets game. The most recent one, it was on um, Monday night. I was in the building for this game. You and I talked about the Nets perspective, how disoriented they were in our hampton sports podcast y'all make sure it's happened to tap into that from a grizzlies perspective though yes we know desmond bain had 38 points he had six at halftime ended up with 38 somehow yes we know john morant had 38 and a dagger three but santi aldama had a sleepy 17 points yeah. he has been absolutely the surprise of this season how you feel about santi right now bro dude
1: he's been He's been up and down, but I'm obviously I'm really proud of Santee because he's played well. Even in the Rockets game when he really didn't shoot very well, he had a massive block. I mean, dude, you know I'm still seeing that in my dreams that pinned on the backboard block of Jalen Green. Oh, um, yes. He's played really well, and in the Nets game specifically, you wanted uh, their biggest weak link is they don't have very many bigs, and Benson is the softest hell. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to attack, you got to attack their bigs because that they really don't have one. And so Santee – that. I kind of forgot. I knew he was in double digits, but 17s. That's a good quiet night for him, quiet 17, because I don't remember it. But uh, And obviously because Ja and Bain were killing it. But Santi has played really well in this starting lineup. Obviously, defensively, we knew he would take a step down. And I don't think it's 1,000% on him. Uh, but you can see there's a little bit of rust on our defensive thing. But, hey, last night. Last year, 19 games in the year, we were one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and we turned it on. So I'm I'm still holding out hope for that. Santi is impressed and done a really good job in that starting lineup.
0: Yeah, the defensive thing is not really concerning to me. Yes, I get we're 29th in the league, but when you get blown out by 40 in Dallas on the second half of a back to back, playing three games in four days, et cetera, uh, those numbers are a little bit skewed. And also, yeah. Uh, we're missing the all-NBA first team, all defensive player. So it's it's that was our anchor of our defense last year. Yeah. And for us to navigate that now without D'Anthony Melton, a steel's guy, Kyle Anderson, another Steels guy. Yes, our defensive rating is going to be way down. And this is a team playing three rookies and Santi Aldama, a guy who got no PT basically at all last season. So I think being three and one right now, I think the Dallas thing, yes, we looked horrible. I, I'm not gonna deny that. But, guys, we had David Roddy guarding Luka Doncic. What the hell did we expect here? John Morant was coming off a 49-piece. There has to be regression um, for shots there. And the Dallas thing, I think, is a scheduled loss. Were you mad about that? Because I really was not, especially coming off the game that you and I watched against Houston.
1: No, and it's one of those things that you even wrote about earlier in one of your articles. The Mavericks always give us problems, and the fact that they're on the back-to-back after we're playing the Rockets, and you Mm -hmm. know good and well the Rockets are a young, feisty team. We won, but we were losing for the majority of the game. We had to play our butts off just to win that game because the the Rockets put up a fight. Having the Mavericks on a back-to-back is stupid, Um, especially when they play us as – they play us better than anybody because they match up in a weird way with us. And then they, Luca, you're not speeding him up. He's going to do whatever the heck he wants to do. Um, And when you don't have Dylan Brooks, I I don't know how much of a difference Dylan would have made probably because he was shot 25 times too. So like, I don't know how much of a difference he would have made, but like, we threw David Roddy straight into the fires of hell, trying to guard Luka Doncic oh, yeah. in his third exactly. NBA game. So, like, I mean, shout out to him for even attempting to do it, but it's not an easy task to be done, even for, like, the all-NBA defenders in the world, like Mikael Bridges, who got clipped opening night by Lucas. So, <laughs> like, yeah. it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. That's how I felt about the Dallas thing. I felt like that was a scheduled loss. And, look, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When we had three of our top seven out in Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson and Zaire Williams – I mean, you and I talked about this, man. I just wanted to split that road trip, and this is keeping it afloat because Jaron Jackson is crucial to this team, and for us to be playing this well without him, yes, I know we're 29th in defense yet again, but it is what it is. One more thing about the Nets game. That is the only game in NBA history uh, in regulation to have four players score 35 points or more, and obviously Desmond Bain and John Morant did so, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie did that as a read. Well. Mm-hmm.
1: that's pretty dope. I mean, there wasn't no defense play whatsoever in that game, but I just credit to them because that's a team that I'm pretty sure we're undefeated against since josh has been there in the Nets, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy to say. Uh, but, like, that was a game that kind of we would go up and be up by a good little margin, and they would cut it down, and they'd get it close, and then we'd go back up again. So we were resilient in that game, even though we never really lost the lead. So, like, shout out to them, especially with the young team, playing three rookies, like you said. And to reiterate the Jaron, Dylan, and Zaire thing, those are like three of our lengthiest guys too. Like we're missing like three of our lengthiest wings that can defend people really well. Uh, so I mean, the, I'm not worried about 29th in defensive at all. We're exactly. we're like number one in offense, so I don't care.
0: Yeah, and and if you look at our defensive problems, it's really in the interior, and yeah. that's where Jaron's hole is. You cannot replace that. That is that is a massive hole to fill, and the interior defense is where our problems are because they're getting whatever they want in the paint. And if they're not doing that, they're collapsing and there's wide open threes for them as well. Exactly. And, and that Dallas game really had a lot to do with uh, the skew of the stats for sure. I'm going to tell the story that I, I told yesterday. So I apologize if you listen to the HSP as well, but just to reiterate this, cause I literally texted this about you today. Cause you know, we're fans of other Memphis media members and they had said the same thing and noticed the same thing, but Jake LaRavia missed a wide open dunk in this Brooklyn Nets game and Down on the other side of the court, a Brooklyn net had been fouled. He was at the free throw line. John Morant was on the bench at this time, and Laravia was standing at half court. Ja got up, and I I tapped my dad. I'm like, Is Ja finna check in or something? And Jaw walked all the way to half court, talked to Laravia, and I assume, you know, it was, Hey, like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Just like, shake that off. You're fine. And then walked back to the bench. And that is leadership from Ja. He not only has put up magnificent numbers, but he's given these rookies the confidence they need. Hence, Santi Aldama, even though he's a second-year player. I think that's incredible. And at the same time, I was looking at Kevin Durant chirp with, you know, whoever the hell fan he was talking to because he talked to multiple fans throughout the game. There's no leadership on that team. That's for another day. But that was great from Ja, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of a spot that to, to take a different angle at it, that's game four. Excellent. This is game four in this rookie's career. He misses a wide-open dunk, a dunk that he's probably made a thousand times. Like, let's be honest. he's probably Ever since he got to six foot, he's probably been doing that dunk. It's game four, though. Jaws going up there and talking to him, he's like, look, dude, you got 78 more games to make that dunk. Shake it off. We need you to continue playing this game. We need you to continue to shoot, because this isn't the first time that Jaws kind of pulled Luravia aside, because it took Lauravia kind of a second to be like, hey, shoot the ball. And he had that game against uh, the Rockets where we were like, let's go let's keep shooting exactly. it um and so it, it's it's one of those things where i enjoy more looking at it from the perspective of we're in only four games of the season at that point and josh taking the effort to walk off the bench be like hey come here yeah forget it move on to the next play have a short quick memory quick memory i mean that's what those are things that josh ja as a, this is his fourth year right yes yeah, Jai as a fourth-year guy has understood, like, dude, I, do you know how many dunks I've missed? Do you know how many free throws, like, game-clinching free throws I've missed? Do you know, how like, move on. It's yeah. over. It's in the past. You cannot change it now. The by score says, oh, for one in the dunk department. Like, just move on. I love seeing that out of him because, to be honest, like, yes, we're a young team. Yes, everybody said they need a veteran. They need this. They need that. Jai is stepping into that role. I'm sorry, four years in the league, you're turning into a veteran. You signed your second contract, you're, you're turning into a veteran, especially when you've been in this this team, in this uh, system, with the same coaching staff, with most of the same players. When you've been in that, there comes a time where you're stepping into that more uh, veteran leadership role, and Josh's killing it right now. Especially mm-hmm. with on-court play and with the off-court, hey, come here, listen, I got you, that sort of thing. He's killing it.
0: Exactly. And it's just, it was really eye-opening for a 23 year old superstar who just got the biggest contract of his life to still be humble enough to pull a rookie aside and do that. And I'm looking at um, a two-time world champion in Kevin Durant, uh, a one-time world champion in Kyrie Irving, and there's just no talking to each other. They're arguing in and out of timeouts in the first and second quarter. Ben Simmons has no interest there. And it's just a complete reverse. And it was so cool to see. Uh, josh showed that leadership for sure one more positive thing about this brooklyn game is that brandon clark had his first double figures of the year he had 13 points in this one off the bench but let's get uh to the uh elephant in the room man dylan brooks made his return in this one um two of 13 0 of 5 from three um and four points and three fouls in 24 minutes how what was your reaction? I, I've been getting quite a few texts about Dylan Brooks, and I know uh, you you were definitely one of those.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, so I was taking a quiz during the first quarter of this game. Um, yeah, I think the first quarter. And So when I turned it on, Dylan was in the game, and John, I think I, either John ja was on the bench or Bane was on the bench. So, like, mm-hmm. Dylan kept bringing the ball at the court, and I was like – well, I, I see Dylan's back because he's shot 20 times in the last 2 minutes span since he's been in the ballgame. I was like, this is incredible. Has he made any of them? No. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he wasn't even playing that great of defense either. So, I'm like, really, what are you doing out here? Because you're not helping.
0: Bro, I'd text you. Like, it was like 20, 30 minutes. So I'd seen him more than – warming up and I text you, I said, Dylan is back tonight and you text me uh like in the second quarter and you go, I can see that. My word, there's a five <laughs> minute span where he was only the only one shooting. Holy hell, he's leading our team in FGAs right now.
1: <laughs> he was. Dude, that was before uh Bane and Josh started turning up. Facts. I think he and, had eight field goal attempts and they, they were at six. I was like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, I, We were both perplexed and then obviously you followed it up with the Santee and like nine exclamation points, which we already hit on that. Yeah. But yeah, we got to mention the Dylan thing. Um I, I just – there were several moments I was yelling at him not to shoot. I mean, it was pull-up transition threes with 19 seconds left on the shot clock when we're down yeah. by four and KD is making a run by himself and we're just getting them right back and transition off a long rebound. I just don't understand the logic in a lot of it. Thank God he took a backseat in the fourth quarter because if he didn't, that's a game we would have lost.
1: Yeah. No, one hundred percent, and it's one of those things that we talked about a lot, mm-hmm. uh, come, because obviously he's in a contract year. We were sitting there, and you've heard from Taylor Jenkins, you've heard from all of like the upper management, and they've all said, "If Dylan buys into his role, yes. look at the end of the day, Dylan is a role player on this basketball team. If he does not comprehend that, they will—they're willing to get rid of you. Like they won't keep you. And for me, that kind of sucks because yes, I love the tenacity he brings. I love the culture he, he fits." right in with um but at the end of the day you're not you're not our one you're not our two with jaron back you're not our three you might not be our four like it's one of those things that you have to comprehend your place on this team everybody else understands their place on this team you're the only one that's out of of pocket right now and it's one of those things where like yes we won the game so we can dissect at whatever rate we want to go to you lose this game you look down and Dylan's two for 13 you think it's gonna be a different there's gonna be a different topic going on there. And it's one of those things that if if you don't shape it up at the trade deadline, I can't I can't be upset when they get rid of you. Like and that's yeah. I hate saying that, but it's one of those things that, that needs to be a conversation because he has to understand the role in this team. You're there to guard the best player on the other team, and you're there to take a wide open three when you have the wide open three when it comes in the offense. Not a you catch the ball and you're like, all right there's 18 seconds on the shot clock, my shot. <laughs> like, that's not you're, how it works.
0: You're exactly right. Look, we've seen this movie before. It's trading Rudy Gay. It's trading OJ Mayo. But mm-hmm. it's different now because you have an all-NBA first-team caliber point guard and possibly an MVP candidate point guard. So every shot you take takes a ball out of Excellent, his hands. Yep. It takes the ball out of Desmond Bain's hands, who's looking to have his first all-star appearance this year. And also when Jaron comes back, it takes the ball out of our cornerstone, our cornerstone's hands, too. So I just don't understand the shot selection at points. He's so crucial defensively. But my, my buddy Trey was texting me today. He's like, He didn't slow down shit in that game. He didn't. And I hate to get like like, riled up about it, but the more I think about it, because he did not slow down Kevin Durant. In fact, he poked the bear. And those people that were at the game saw all the chatter between him and Kevin Durant. It was KD even walked over to the Grizzlies bench just to chirp at him after he was going for six to eight to ten points in a row. And Dylan woke the bear and did not do shit in return. I just don't understand what the value is to this team right now because – is it a culture guy? I mean, he was labeled as that defensively in the grit of that. He's the longest senior grizzly on the roster, but it may be time.
1: I'm going to be honest with you, and you might think differently than me. And to be fair, like, I mean, we're we're only seeing one game of Dylan thus far, and we'll see how he looks tonight against the Kings. But uh, well, let's not act like this well. wasn't,
0: like, a prop. Like, I'm, it was. this was, yes. like, two no, 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 steroids what, in the
1: playoffs. That's where I'm about to get at. That's what I'm about yeah. to get at. Mm-hmm. Zaire hadn't played yet if Zaire comes back and his defense is better and he shoots it more efficiently than he did last year, I'd love inserting Zaire and saying, Dylan, we love you. We're going to get a second round pick with you. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Dylan right now, he, he understands that, Hey, he's like, Zaire ain't planning to take my spot and they're not going to, they're not going to ship me with just Roddy and LaRavia in the wings. Like they're not going to do that. So like, I have a leash right now and I understand like he's in a contract here. And last time he was in a contract here, it's February or January. It was freaking insane numbers, but like, we're not there yet. But it's one of those things where like Zaire comes back. Zaire only shoots six times a game and he's averaging double digit points and he's playing good defense, good quality, efficient defense. He's going to be gone. Like, and I, I, I mean, you might think differently than me, but I'm I'm gonna be honest. I would take Zaire over him because guess what? Zaire's just now 21 years old, or 20. He might just be 20. I, Dylan's 25.
0: <laughs> I'd take an 85 year old Jay Crowder over Dylan Brooks. I, I'm not kidding. Just give me nine nine back because like has he played yet? Ah, uh, no, he hasn't. Yeah, they're hasn't. they're
1: not they're gonna they're finding him a trade partner in there.
0: They're looking for a replacement for him, and Dylan yeah. is a starting caliber player. I mean, he started for us for years. And I think that's yeah. the perfect setup. And I get that that may be shocking because Jay Crowder's not going to, he's not capable of getting you 20, 30 like Dylan is on certain nights, certain on nights.
1: One every 12. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Jay Crowder doesn't have the shot creation that Dylan does, but he also doesn't have the horrible shot selection. And he has a bet. I think Jay Crowder's a better defender. I really do. I
1: He is. Who guarded LeBron
0: James in that finals in the bubble? Jay Crowder.
1: I was about to say, like, Jay Crowder's a different type of ball player because Jay Crowder knows his role. And so he knows my role is to go stand in the corner. When I catch the ball and I'm wide open, you fling that, junk, and I get right back on defense. Or I'll pick you up right here when you catch the ball inbounds. Like, Jay Crowder is annoying. He Mm -hmm. might not be, like, the guy that can sit there and go one-on-one with somebody and defend them at lights out, but he will annoy the 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 crap out of you to the point where you're starting to take bad shots. That's why we love Jay Crowder. And that's why I feel like Dylan took a lot of what Jay Crowder did. And he just happened to be a little bit younger and a little bit quicker. And so it looked a lot better. Because mm-hmm. um, you remember that that year with the bubble, John, everybody was calling for Dylan to be first team all defense. And obviously he didn't get it. And everybody was like, they're sleeping, they're sleeping, they're sleeping. But like, we see it night in, night out. And this is not me trying to defame Dylan Brooks. I love Dylan Brooks. You heard me defend him all summer. But like I care I would rather you shoot zero times a game and shut Kevin Durant down at twenty-five points. Cause at the end of the day, it's Kevin Durant. Like, we gotta at least take that with a grain of salt. Like he scored 38 on us. Like, right. okay, cool. But like, if you stop him at 25 and you you only shoot two two times and you make one and miss one, that's a great night in my book. That was an A plus grade. Mm-hmm. But you shot 13 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a five minute span, too, because you only played like 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: exactly. And there was like It's no, like, I'm going to slowly fit back into this team that's already two and one. It's none of that. No, it's about me. I'm going to check in. I'm going to come in right off the bat, and I'm going to get my FGAs up. This shit's about me. And Jay Crowder, you want to talk about this culture we have now? He established that. Like, yeah. he Jaws rookie year, Jay Crowder is a vet on this team, and I have a picture burned in my memories. If you want to look at Jay Crowder's Instagram right now, it's Jay Crowder with jaw behind him, fighting the entire New York Knicks squad in my Madison Square Garden. Like, Jay Crowder helped establish this Solomon Hill to a lesser level, but Jay was yeah. the guy starting for us, and he established that culture. And I think yeah. you talk about a vet, man. That's another perfect one right there. And I think 1,000%. you're not going to have to give him any type of extension that you'd have to give Dylan Brooks
1: no and it's also like fun thing uh jay crowder was the reason we got the first win with this core we have right now we beat the brooklyn nets on uh job block Kyrie shot we went to overtime and jay hit that big three and that was our first win as this jod uh jaron dylan that core that was the first win with them yeah uh, but what's funny is all you saying that i literally wrote down under this nets game why dylan why why is it all about you that's literally what i wrote i would say yeah. why is it all about you and i love how you brought that up because at the end of the day, that's all it looks like. It just looks like you're a selfish basketball player. Like Ja literally had 50. And I'm going to the Rockets game now. But Ja yeah. literally move, had 50 to the in the game. bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the bag. And he instead didn't care. of catching the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't want it. Instead of catching the ball, just holding it, getting fouled, going to make your free throw get 50 points. He passes the ball away to a better free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. And then I I didn't I didn't get to hear the post game on Valley with you because I had to go run run to a, the Phantom movie that I didn't get to go to but uh, <laughs> on the on the radio Eric Hasselton had Jake Rabia and they go did John know he had 49 and Jake was like you know I don't even know but he goes I don't care about that John would rather like John just wanted to win the game he was like he didn't want to shoot like he he would have shot the free throws but he was like I'm going to give it to a better free throw shooter cuz he wanted to win the game he don't care about 50. exactly and that's that's different to me that's a team player that's a guy that wants to win there's two things Josh said he wanted. He wanted an MVP, but he wanted a championship overall. And at the end of the day, he's showing that. Dylan, to me, if you go and ask him what do you want, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with team success.
0: I, it looks like, to me, Dylan Brooks wants to, wants to play for the Utah Jazz. That's what it looks like to me. Look, man, you can <laughs> ship out there. I get Utah's 3-1. and one. We all know that's not going to last. But Dylan, he could shoot the ball 48 times a game, and I still don't think it'd be enough for him. I really don't. <laughs> Um, that's, that's all. Do you have anything left on Dylan? Cause that's all I got. Cause no, we've had such I've a good start this season. Yeah. Same here. Um, yeah, the Rockets, I love how you mentioned Ja going for 49 in that one, by the way, the Knicks, the home opener, I do have a video out on that. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go tap into that, but yeah, the Houston Rockets game coop, you and I watched that together and it was like, there was no defense at all, but Jaw still going Ooh. for 49 like that, having that block on Jalen green. So incredible, man.
1: Yeah, dude, the back-to-back blocks on Jalen Green had you literally on my back jumping up we oh, were yeah. going. To that was a fun game. And at the end of the day, yes, there was no defensive play, but it was a fun basketball game. The Rockets, we talked about them yesterday. They're going to be really good. I, I I think they're a year or two away, and they're going to have a really good young court. Uh, Jalen Green was filthy in that game. We could mm-hmm. not guard him. Uh, I kept saying, man, we missed Dylan, we missed Dylan. And then now I'm like, no, we don't. We're fine. <laughs> but enough on Dylan. Uh John Conchar has been a guy that has not gotten a lot of talk this this season. Um, And he has been – I wrote him down – I wrote his name down twice out of the four games that we had as guys that stood out. Um, I thought he played well and great in the Knicks game, and I thought he played really well. I mean, he was our second leading scorer in the Rockets game. Uh, I thought he has played really well, despite Desmond Bain not playing well until that Brooklyn game. And I think John Conchar, that deal – man that deal is looking so good uh they killed that deal and so I just wanted to shout out Conchart because he's played really well this season we talked about Santee earlier he's played really well in that starting lineup but the other guy who's been starting in that lineup was John and I think he's played really really well this season
0: he has I'm so glad you mentioned him too and Desmond Bain like we were gonna have you and I were thinking we're gonna have a conversation about him today of like you know he's just off we're gonna have to be patient with him. and then of course I mean 6 points Brooklyn. at halftime and then 32 in the second half of the Brooklyn game. Okay. Look, I have nothing to say except he's probably going to be an all-star this year. But yeah, JD for the city has been magnificent as well, bro.
1: Exactly. And dude, that does have been Bane 3 from the logo like at the end of the game. I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "Stop it, D-Bane. Yeah. Stop it."
0: Tough. So tough, man. And that job like dagger three, bro. I was like <sighs> I was so it was so it was- and then the gritty pass KD, I was I was so here for it. I loved it, man.
1: Oh, I loved all of it, dude. Watching the uh, warm up when they're about to all walk out and they were doing—I think the caption was like "Memphis Dance" and they're all just sitting there, just, just they like cruising out the and I'm like, "This is legendary!" Like the blue lights in the background, they're just so chilling, just, just casually dancing, all walking down. I was like, "This is a team right here."
0: It is. It's a squad for sure. Let's get into tonight's game against the Sacramento Kings. Um, they are back on the West Coast. They're going to be away from home for a little bit. Uh, they do have Sacramento tonight. The Kings are looking for their first win. They're 0-3. Coop, what do you want to see from us tonight? Obviously, out, outside of a win, what would you like to see uh, from our Memphis Grizzlies tonight?
1: So you're playing a team that, uh, you just said, does not have a win yet. Uh, do not go looking at their record and just look over them. Mm. Uh, I felt like we were kind of doing that a little bit with Houston, but I also just took it as more of like a you got a back-to-back and you're playing a really young team. They just kind of caught you by surprise. Ran out on you and you you had to fight back for it. Don't 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 sleep on this Sacramento Kings team because this is a team that I put in the plan, uh, break in, breaking their playoffs drought. And you also said that they can compete for that plan. Obviously, they they haven't got a win yet, so they're hungry for it. Um, and to be fair, De'Aaron Fox gives us a lot of problems. Uh, so He's I'm averaging my two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm combining my two things because I, I don't want you to sleep on this team. But then the next one is don't sleep on De'Aaron Fox because um, he gives us a lot of problems. Um and he's he's literally like two seconds away from having thirty every game. Mm -hmm. Um and we cannot we have to contain him. I'm not saying you're going to stop him, but you got to contain him. Uh, this this is a really guard heavy team. Uh, I don't know if has Keegan Murray played his first game yet.
0: Yeah, he has. He He has.
1: has. Okay, because I know he was on COVID whatever for the first like week or for game or two or whatnot. But I'm interested to see him. So this is my third one. I'm interested to see Keegan Murray. Uh, because like you said. I love Santee, but his defense ain't just that. So, like, I'm interested to see how we guard him with Santee or with Dylan potentially. Um, so, don't sleep. Definitely don't sleep on Darren Fox. And how do we guard Keegan Murray? Those are my three things that I'm going to be watching for this game tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Us playing in Sacramento, it gives me such, like, a smile across my face because, um, as everyone knows, we lost to the Atlanta Hawks at home, I believe, in December of last year. We were 9-10, and 10, John Morant's laying on the ground with a possible knee injury. We think everything's over because our defense has been horrific up to that point. Then Tyus Jones and the boys fly out to Sacramento, and they blow out the Kings. And that's what flipped out the entire yeah. season. That's what I think of when we go out to Sacramento. Um, as far as the Kings, yes, I want to win. I don't want to give them any life. Sabonis. He kind of worries me with our interior defense, but I think <laughs> I think we should be all right there. I'm not looking too hard into this one, but uh, we do have the Kings, Jazz, and Jazz this weekend, and that is Thursday, Saturday, and Monday. What I want to see from those three games, at least one of them, give me a blowout. We haven't had one yet. Please, can we yeah. blow at least one of those games out? Just make it wide open. I Obviously, I want to – win all three of these cause they are all three winnable games against Sacramento and Utah. But realistically, I want to go two and one, keep this thing afloat and let's keep the winning record going as we go into Portland next Wednesday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And seeing as my 82 and O uh, record is kind of dead, like I called it earlier this year, uh, my 70, my 72 and 10 is still available. Um, so I don't want no two and one. Uh, I want three and zero. and uh, you know, I will be watching that Utah game very closely. Um, uh, Dude, that's a tough matchup, Jack. So, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm I'll trying. Be, I'll be, uh, if the Grizzlies weren't playing in it, I still haven't watched one second of the Utah Jazz, actually.
1: To be honest with you, I have not either. That's why I'm really, <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> I was trying so hard to keep a straight face. I, I have seen you. highlights, I've seen some oh, of highlights. Know. Yeah, uh, cause, I saw a Colin uh, section. Actually, you showed me the Colin section one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I showed you the Devontae Graham swatting Walker Kessler, which was yeah, funny as a mug. But no, let's be honest. This is this is this is easily. I don't want to say easily. This is an easier road trip. Yes. I th- obviously, there's some back-to-backs in there, so that makes it unfortunate. But Sacramento Jazz and Jazz, you should be able to win those three games. They are winnable. You said, give me one blowout. I'm gonna go a step further. Just play some damn defense, yeah. uh, pre- please, God. Um, At least against the just-
0: Jazz, bro. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and you're going to see them back-to-back, so you should be able to, oh, hey, this dude killed us last night. Let's We know how to beat him now, like that sort exactly. of thing. We should have one blowout and some good defense played against this one because I'm not scared of these two offenses.
0: We we got to win at least two of those three because Portland on Wednesday does concern me uh, out out there on the West Coast too because they are 4-0, uh, one of the few yep. undefeated teams left. But we'll get to that, um, I, I guess, next week. But, yeah. As far as everything goes right now, we're upset with Dylan Brooks. We, Dylan, we still love you. John Morant, obviously, you're the MVP. And Desmond Bain after Monday, you're an All Star. So, do you have anything yeah. else?
1: Nah, dude, you summed it up perfectly. Shout out Saucy Santee and shout out Judy for the city.
0: Hey, um, shout out and, to uh, him. Shout out Kennedy Chandler for getting a roster spot. too. he didn't, I, I think he's, I think they assigned the other two guys to. Uh, yeah, G League team is about
1: team. to start. So, the other two guys yeah. are going to go down. We'll have to go hit up a game or two because I gotta watch Kenny Lofton. You know I gotta watch some of it, bro. Yeah, I like
0: call. <laughs> we gotta watch Kenny, bro. We gotta watch Kenny. All right, bro. Well, that's all I got. Go Grizz tonight. Hopefully, we can get this dub. And coop. Hope you have a great, great night, my friend.
1: Yes, sir. You too. Go Grizz.